Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Shams al-Ma'arif was a book written by Ahmad al-Buni. Don't read it. The book is a manual for achieving esoteric spirituality and is generally regarded as the most influential text of its type in the Arabic world. It is also said to be the most dangerous book known to man. Do not read this book. The author was an ancient mathematician who acted as a dark prophet to an order of jinn. Jinn, or genies as they're known in Western culture, isn't so much the friendly blue smoke magician that comes out of a lamp and grants you three wishes. A jinn is a demon. And like all demons, they will trick you in order to gain control of you and then drain you of all your happiness and joy before killing you and damning your soul to an eternity of anguish and torment. The jinn wrote Shams al-Ma'arif through Ahmad al-Buni, much like Muslims believe Allah wrote the Quran through the Prophet Muhammad. Do not read Shams al-Ma'arif. It is cursed. It said, if you begin reading this book and don't finish it, you will die. The book is so dangerous that it's actually hard to find in certain languages because people are just too afraid to translate it. But I urge you, if you do happen to come across this book written in a language that you understand, do not read it. I cannot stress enough, do not read Shams al-Ma'arif. In 2013, a Kuwaiti man was intrigued by this book. He had no intentions on practicing black magic, but found the book intriguing just the same. He came across someone online who had a copy of the book at Alexandria, Egypt. So we got on a plane and flew there to meet him. He bought the book off the man and brought it back to his hotel room to spend a few days reading it. He wanted to finish the book in Egypt and leave it there. He wanted it nowhere near his home in Kuwait. He read a fairly large portion of the book the first night and went through a few rituals, but didn't feel anything unusual. So he put the book away and went to bed. But he had a hard time sleeping. He had an unsettling feeling that he wasn't alone in the room. He actually felt like someone was there with him in the bed. After a few hours of restless tossing and turning, the sun came up, and the man gave up any ideas he had of getting some sleep. He got up, and went back to the book, not really wanting to continue it, but understanding the potential consequences if he didn't finish it. As he got further into it, things around the hotel started moving around and falling over without provocation. This was unexplainable. This is also where he decided to draw the line. He had had enough. He brought the book back to the man he bought it from and told him to keep the money. He just didn't want the book anywhere near him. He left it with the man and got on the next flight back to Kuwait. When he got back to his home, he began unpacking his suitcase, and when he reached the bottom, he was shocked to find the same copy of Shams al-Ma'arif he'd given back to the man before flying home. He was 100% sure he gave the book back to the man. There was no way it could have been there, but it was. The problem is, once you start the rituals in this book, 
You bind yourself to the malign spirits who wrote it. The book will never let you go. The following is a video taken by a man by the name of Samar al-Ruhani, a practitioner of black magic. He's performing one of the rituals from Shams al-Ma'arif. I've removed the original audio so you don't have to worry about hearing the text read aloud. If you're not watching, but listening, I'll describe it for you. There are three empty bottles lined up on a table. Al-Ruhani is reading a ritual aloud, and the bottles are moving and leaning very awkwardly. Suddenly, one of them disappears. The two remaining ones keep wobbling around. Another one falls over, and the video cuts out. A Saudi Arabian man picked up a copy of Shams al-Ma'arif because he thought it would be amusing to perform the rituals of the book to see what would happen. He chose a marriage ritual that would bind him to a female jinn. He performed the ritual and even joked about it afterward. He determined the rituals, along with the book in its entirety, were nothing more than urban legend because nothing ever came of it. At first. A few years had gone by, and aside from a few nightmares of a dark figure following him around, everything seemed normal. He even met a woman and asked for her hand in marriage. It was at this point the nightmares began to intensify. They even began to spill over into reality. Before falling asleep, he would feel somebody crawl into bed with him. But when he flipped on the light, nobody was there. He would hear what sounded like whispering in his ear, causing the hairs on the back of his neck to stand on end. Things around the house started going missing and showing up in random places. Foul odors would appear out of nowhere and then quickly disappear. The morning of the wedding came at last, and as the man was getting dressed for the day, he got a phone call. Both of his parents, both of the bride's parents, and the bride-to-be were all killed in three separate, unrelated car accidents, all pretty much occurring around the same time. His first bride, the Jin, was a spiteful bride, and their bond is forever, or until death do us part. Please, don't read Shams al-Ma'arif. Ghost Stories. This has been another Cursed Possessions side content episode. That one was about a book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Typically you introduce us. Right? Yeah, I, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. I, I was, when I said that, it was because I, I couldn't remember exactly how to pronounce the book, so I was hoping Dave would hop in at that point. <laughs> Well, we get still in trouble work. if we jump in before you introduce us. This is yeah. true. This is true. Uh, at this point, the book. I only said it 125 times. In Shams. Times. I can't say it either. So okay. I don't feel bad. Shams al Ma'arif. Very good. Anyways, I'm Jesse Wilkins. I'm joined by Rob Coakley. How are you, Rob? I'm terrified. How are you? That was fucking scary. And Dave Wilkins. What's up, Dave? What's going on? So, so yeah, this was, a, this was a, a, a book that I read about. I have not actually read the book um you I did you did a horrible ta- job of not making me want to read this book i want to read the book so, now. so do i so so here's how many more times do you want dave to say it yeah i, I, I want to read so there are some <laughs> legends uh tied to this book and uh um the guy who wrote the book to be fair 
the idea that he was uh, persuaded by an order of Jin to write the book is legend. There's obviously nothing that there's obviously not a proven fact. I mean, this was the guy died in 1225 CE. So he, how do you he, prove this was, Should we write a letter to the order of Jin? Yeah, exactly. Excuse me. <laughs> um, but uh, so he was a mathematician and he was, um, he was, uh, he was one of these guys who they used to, when they had uh, children, they would, they would have them, uh, learn the the entire uh quran by heart so he was one of these guys so he was basically just like a scholar mm-hmm. uh from day one he was the one who wrote these books although the um the ideas in them are not his ideas so uh there are people who have no problem reading this book they've read it they know it they talk about it scholars and doctors um and actually they recently just like i think within the last few days even they just started to release the english translation of it so two doctors, uh, one of them was Dr. I don't want to get her name wrong. I'm going to get her name wrong because I can't pronounce it. I'm um, afraid to get anything wrong in this story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say the name of the book. <laughs> uh, I can't find her name. I just, oh, Dr. Amina uh, Inolis. Uh, I don't, I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. But um, they tra- they translated it, her and one other guy, they translated it. And what they did was they translated 300 pages of it, which is about 100,000 words, which is a fraction of it. So if you want to read the English version that they tra- that they translated, you can read part of Shams al-Ma'arif, but you can't read the whole thing. That's the big no-no. That's the big no-no. So are, they like, just, oh, are, they, are they just some sort of serial killers that this is their plan? <laughs> I know, right? Um, but the... Uh, so I actually did listen to some of the texts as they were talking about. They just started talking about it. I'm like, oh, this is it. So here we go. Let's see. So if anything happens to me in the next, you know, in the near future, we know, we know, we know why. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention about the video. So the video with the bottles moving, uh-huh. I actually, upon, after I wrote it, I was watching the video again. Um, I don't think a bottle disappeared and I don't think no, they tried think to it. make it look like it disappeared. I it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline think the point of the video and i didn't i don't know because none of it was in english um but i think the point of the video was to show the bottles moving and then they like they cut the clip and showed it with two. Yeah, like, one of them a- must have fallen over the bottle did not disappear and to be right. fair i don't think it was a fake video i think that they weren't trying to make it look like it disappeared it was such a yeah it was such a clear right there that clear i was, edit, I was yeah. saying like if that is their attempt at special effects they didn't do a good job but the bottles moving was interesting and for people that didn't see it my first reaction was they could just these are empty bottles and there could just be a, a fan blowing next to it. But the way that they were leaning and the way it would go back, the, the way it was moving was not it didn't check out for me that there was wind blowing from one direction, maybe from multiple directions. But I, I don't think so. Yeah, it was weird. They would have like a slight lean to them, which just didn't mm-hmm. make sense. Um, and it was like almost like a, one of them fell, but almost in like slow motion. But the video was definitely not slowed down. Right. It was a weird video. Very creepy. It was much creepier with the guy talking in it. Um, and he was just reciting some sort of spell. The book is full of um, different spells, a lot of necromancy and bringing people back from the dead. Um, a lot of the rituals are supposed to be performed in graveyards. 
which apparently in um, Middle Eastern culture, um, and this is this is what the doctor was saying in the podcast I listened to. She was saying like their graveyards aren't like the European graveyards. Or if you go to a European graveyard, they're like gothic and morbid and dark and scary. They say, mm-hmm. you know, graveyards in the Middle East are not supposed to be like that. They're supposed to be a place that encourages you to go and spend time with your loved ones who died. Um, you know, more like a a welcoming atmosphere. So, right. but I mean, then they talk about necromancy for six chapters and, and that's pretty dark. <laughs> the, images that, the images that you use, were those pictures f- all from the actual book? Yeah. So if you can uh, read Arabic, I'm sorry. My bad. No, well, I was, well, there's that. <laughs> you did pre-warn them several times. Don't, don't read, read the, book. the book. Don't read Here it. Here it is. I'm showing you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there was also some like creepy demonic looking drawings. And those yeah, were those from were, the book as well. Yeah, those were those were creepy looking. So yeah, most of the drawings are like mathematical and geometric. They mm-hmm. have a lot of um, there's like a lot of like imagery spells in the books. Um, but yeah, there was the the that one with the creepy demon face was pretty pretty creepy. And most of the book is based around the idea that jinns are the the driving force behind a lot of this magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and jinns a jinn is basically just a. a, a I don't want to say Islamic because it's not technically Islam. It's um, but in like a Middle Eastern or an Arabic um, demon. And that's spelled J-I-N or J-I-N-N? Spelled J-I-N-N. It's also D-J-I-N-N uh, in different um, – it must be different languages or different um, cultures, I guess, because it's, it's a pretty wide um, spectrum. Hmm. So my, my question about the book is, so you're, we've established that it's a book full of like spells. So for instance, one of the stories in there was about a man who uh, married the jinn, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole point of the book is you're supposed to read it all the way through. So you're supposed to read through and cast every single spell that's in the book. No, I don't think you're supposed to perform every ritual, but in this this part of it where you have to read the whole thing through is part of the the legend. This is not there's no like um like historical text that supports this. This is just, you know, the legend that comes along with the book. Um but you're not technically the way it goes is you don't necessarily have to perform every ritual, but you have to physically complete reading the book for the um the jinn not to curse you. And what's interesting is the two different stories um it it uh, affected the people in different ways. So the um, the one guy, the first guy there, the book just followed him. Like it almost like tied itself to him. Right. Uh, I was like, oh no, you're going to finish me. And the second guy, he actually did finish the book, but performed the ritual. And then it worked, I guess, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's inter- interesting how the, um, how the tales go. They, I mean, uh, the, the craziest thing of that second story was not necessarily that everyone died in a car accident, it was that everyone died in three separate car accidents pretty much at the same time. Yeah. On the same day, yeah. On right the around the same day. time, yeah. Which is wild. That's wild. Insane. It's yeah. almost too... It's yeah, too... What, the odds are probably one in a trillion, like an it's infinite number yeah. that we don't, don't even know. Right, it's... and just the whole where he's technically breaking his marriage vows to this demon... And to turn around and kill his bride, you know, it's it's just it's weird. It's weird. Like I, I lean skeptic, and it's like I my first thought is just like, nope, none of this is real. But I mean, when you tell, it's it's hard to like dismiss all those, you know. Uh, if it were a stupid, if it were a stupid haunted object, if it were like 
the one haunted Harry Potter book in Oklahoma, then I'd be like, mm. that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But the fact that this is a book that deals with the topic of demons and gins and spells and all this crazy shit, like that's where it's like, ooh. And that's ancient. Yeah. Ancient too. Yeah. Do we know yeah. how many copies there like are? And and let me ask this question as a follow-up, if you know. Is it only the original book that causes it, or do we think that it's any transcribed copies of it? I don't know. It's a great question. I've, I've considered it myself. What I do mm-hmm. know is that the book is very easy to get online. You can order it on Amazon. Um, oh, it's in, it's in. Why don't, you just, leave, it's in, why don't you just leave them a link, Dave? At this yeah. <laughs> don't read this book. Here's how you buy it. The problem is it's, it's up until like literally days ago you couldn't get it in english because it's funny when i originally started looking into this I just was in trying... time for dave to release the podcast <laughs> i know i know <laughs> i uh are you working for the company that's publishing the book let's just let's just get it out there <laughs> yeah, this, is, yeah. this is a great marketing campaign you have going dave <laughs> i am a don't, salesman don't hired by book. the order of gin <laughs> they have me on their payroll <laughs> i got a commission <laughs> um but yeah, like up until a couple of days ago, because I tried to find the book, like like you, I also wanted to get it. I'm like, I want to read this. And I found yeah. one copy, hardcover copy online for 150 bucks. And it was in Arabic. And I'm like, well, I can't, I can't do that. I can't even read it. I can't. Yeah. Put and it, it would be cool to have it as like a, you know, for my, for my spooky bookshelf behind me. But, you know, 150 bucks is a little bit to, to spend. Too much to spend on something. That's a, I can't cool, even read. a cool font you picked, obviously, for audio listeners, you won't know, but they've picked a very, a font that I was looking at, I was like, "Ooh, that's in Arabic." I'm like, "Oh wait, no, it's not. It's no, just like, that's, that's, yeah. Aladdin font." Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. I thought it made it a little scarier. What a horrifying what, episode! What made Thanks. you? Um, how did you find out about this object? They hired the gin. Yeah, it was, I had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this was uh, somebody was talking about it in a TikTok video. Uh, I should probably give his name out because I it was uh, Ibrahim. Ibrahim Ka. I, I'm sorry for butchering all of these names. Um, mm. What I know, the names I didn't butcher are Shams Arif and um, the guy who wrote it, Ahmad Albuni. I pronounced those ones right. Nice. Yeah, that's a tradition now that we just butcher names on the Cursed Objects episode. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So get ready to do yours, Jesse. As if we haven't butchered all of them in every single episode that we do, anyways. So yeah. Greek names in the last one, right? That we yeah. butchered. Yeah, this, uh, I think Jin, and you could ask your wife, I think Jin also spills over into some Greek mythology. I will I ask. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Well, I thought this was, I was like hooked watching this one. I was so intrigued. It was, it, this caught my attention more than a lot of stuff like this does. Um, yeah, this one, I saw this one and it spooked me out. I'm like, oh, I like this. Yeah, that was awesome. Nice job. I think, I think that happens with these cursed objects though. Like we talked about it on the Hope Diamond episode where, I'm not sure if you had the same experience, but when I went into that one, I'm like, I'm going to go in and not want to use this one. I'm not going to find enough. And then you just, boom, you get hooked on it. You're like, wow, there's a lot. Is that kind of your experience when you Opposite. went into this one? I was like, oh, I'm going to find some cool stuff on this book. And I oh, okay. find, uh, I found those two stories in that one video and just nothing. I mean, a lot of the stuff on this that is available on this is not in English. So that's that mm-hmm. was a, you know, insurmountable. That's a hurdle hurdle um but you know yeah i thought we were, I thought we were just getting started there but i guess we can look more into it and uh do a follow-up in the future we'll see yeah well you said you wanted like five ten minutes that was uh bringing in a six and a half yeah there you go. good. very good cool well that was All the right. um the book say it Shams. say it say my name. 
Shams Al Maharif. Shams Al Maharif. Boom. And mission accomplished. I got it. You got me to say it by the end of the episode. Uh, nice job, Dave. That was uh, that was horrifying and pretty creepy and kept me interested. Yes. Very cool. You're right. for all six minutes. Hey, you did it. All right. Uh, that'll do it. We'll be back uh, on Tuesday for a brand new episode of Hometown Ghost Stories. Make sure you uh, subscribe, leave reviews, and we'll see you guys at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. We'll be live everywhere. Come check us out. See you guys.